Welcome to the Talking Up Fitness Podcast. This is Ty. I have Morgan with me today. Morgan, say hi. Hi, everybody. Hi, Ty. Thank you so much for coming and chatting with me today, Morgan. So Morgan is a member at F45 Herrix. She also is a um, yoga teacher that's taught a couple of classes here at F45. I wanted to chat with her today about her current fitness and wellness regime and also a little bit about her professional career as well. So for those of us who don't know you that well, Morgan, I wanted to give you a couple of minutes. Please tell the audience a little bit about your background and how you came about the wellness space. Yes. Um, so hi, everybody. Uh, I am a member at F45 Herrix. If you don't know me, please feel free to come say hi after you listen to this podcast. Um, please do. Yeah, definitely. It's a, I actually come here because I feel like it's like social. Yeah. You know, um, I actually don't live out here. For those of you who don't know, I live in Hoboken, New Jersey. My boyfriend lives in Manhasset and I spend a lot of time here. And I liked F45 Herrick so much that I made it my fitness home, uh-huh. even though I'm not even here all the time. So um, I like coming here and meeting people. So, yes, definitely come say hi. Um, I have been teaching yoga since 2014. I'm a 500 hour registered yoga teacher through the Yoga Alliance. I also hold a level two yin yoga certification. I teach emotional centering and I teach yoga specifically um, with a trauma-informed mindset so that everyone in my class, no matter their background or why they came to yoga, can feel comfortable and safe. Um, I started yoga, I don't want to say late in life, but in my later 20s. And by that point, many people already have their fitness and movement routines. I did not. I like to work out at the gym, but that wasn't really movement in the way I, I probably needed it. When I started yoga, it was life altering, I would say. You know, I don't, I wouldn't even say life changing because I think that sounds like my life went from one thing to, to another, but instead it was life altering because my life became better through yoga. I got to know myself better. I got to overcome a lot of physical worries or insecurities, and I got to learn about myself on an emotional level that. I never realized I had the power to do so. Like I didn't know I could I could hone in my own tools to manage my emotions so well. And then after about a year of dedicated practice, I decided I need to teach this. I need to make sure somebody else has the same sort of um, experience I do. Um, I never really wanted to be a full-time yoga teacher. It's a very emotional way to give service to people. People come to you with good days, bad days, bad things happening, addiction, um, you know, life changing moments. And so for me to be able to hold the space for them properly, like they deserve, I couldn't do it full time because it's just, it's a lot. So I always maintained my, I call my nine to five career and had my sort of other part of my life, which is teaching yoga. Um, I teach a couple of classes a week. Right now, many are virtual. I teach one in-person class in Garden City on Fridays, and I do hope to actually start teaching more in person and hopefully more here as well because the community has been just like awesome and super welcoming. That's great. So a lot to unpack there (laughs) in terms of how, um, and you mentioned um, altering in terms of changing yourself for the better Mm -hmm. i wanted to dig a little bit into how um having that having this activity for yourself has changed it seems like not only your physical um output if you will but more more as well in terms of your mental output can you speak a little bit more in terms of how just throughout your journey of um 
spending time in that space has made things better for you or how or how, how has things changed for you specifically? Yeah, no, that's a, a, a great question. And you kind of brought up an interesting point. People tend to start yoga for the physical practice. They stay for the mo- a mental and emotional practice and for the spiritual connection that they find with themselves. Um, so for me, when I was in my early 20s, I started a period of really bad anxiety that lasted I mean, it probably still is lasting today because it's part of who I am. But the day to day anxiety I was feeling in my early 20s was unbelievable. Like it was I couldn't really function very well. I was missing my college classes, missing my part time job after school. um, And I wasn't eating very much. I lost a lot of weight. And if you guys know me, I'm a small person. I don't have a ton of excess weight to lose. So I didn't even look healthy. Um, I didn't know at the time I was dealing with anxiety. I really thought something was wrong with me because for some of you out there who might also be dealing with anxiety, it's not just a, a mental issue. It becomes physical. Stomach aches, headaches, vision problems, sleeping problems, digestive. Like the whole, your whole body really is affected by what's happening to you mentally. Right. So when this was happening to me, I felt really insecure about my physical I felt like I couldn't trust myself. Am I going to feel sick? Am I going to feel this and that? Um, And I was constantly going to doctors and nothing was really wrong. And then at about 22, 23, I learned what anxiety was and that the tightness in my throat and my chest didn't mean anything was physically wrong. It was tension from my mind creating that. Um, When I started yoga, I was very, I was kind of at the, the brink of, do I take medication for my anxiety? Or do I just try this this one more holistic thing? Yeah. And I thought, okay, if yoga doesn't really help me in a few weeks, I'll try medication. I was very against it, not because I don't believe in medication, but I didn't want to give in to feeling like I can't help myself. Right. Although there there truly is nothing wrong with taking medication because we, you know it's a, a great scientific discovery that helps all of us in different ways. Um, so the first time I took a yoga class, something just clicked. Like I was nervous. I was like thinking my mind was racing. Can I do this? Am I going to get dizzy? Can I, you know, can I move like this? Can I keep up? But by the end of it, I felt um, such a like release. You know, I felt like, whoa, I haven't felt this good in so long. And I, it became not necessarily daily, but I went as often as I could to to the same teachers and then once I gained confidence in my practice the physical practice I started to go to other places feeling confident that I knew what I was doing and I learned I learned so much I learned that our breath is a tool that helps our nervous system turn on or turn off that we actually have control over our thoughts you know I I learned um, just so much about myself and it really gave me this confidence back that I had lost in the years prior not just in my 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 mental body, but my physical body too. Like I got stronger, and I know that a lot of people will say I, I don't do yoga because I'm not flexible. Nobody goes to yoga because they're flexible. Everyone goes yeah. because they need or they want to be more flexible. Yeah. Um. So I wasn't. That wasn't even a goal for me. It was just to try and feel better. So yeah, I I gained some flexibility, but I'll probably be one of the few yoga teachers to say I'm not the most flexible person. I just I love the way yoga makes me feel like the movements. So you don't need to be flexible. If you've been thinking about yoga, please don't not go because you're not flexible. Um, Our bodies actually have a lot of mobility that if we uncover the right movements, we uncover the mobility, but we just don't know we have it because we haven't tried. So um, I felt good physically. I felt good mentally. I got my confidence back, my self-esteem back. 
Um, and it became like a journey that I started documenting on Instagram. Okay. If you look back at my old Instagram, it's very like, you know, 2009, like where you're filter two different filters and, you know, it was like the, just I, not good I went stuff. Through, I went through some of them. <laughs> it's very I, old. <laughs> I'm, I'm very impressed. Uh, and then I think it got better over the years. And um, yeah, I, I think it's, I think my goal is still the same. You know, I'm not a full-time teacher, but when I do teach, I give it my all and I want to make sure my students feel seen, safe understood and like they have a place to dive into whatever is happening in their mind for that hour you know it's kind of like it could be therapy with yourself really digging through your thoughts in a safe place um and then during covid which was a highly traumatic event for everyone to some degree whether you lost a person or not you could have lost your community your job your the ability to just go see your friends and family right it's a yeah, lot of grief yeah. um i took some courses on teaching trauma informed yoga and um i i realized through my learning that trauma is not just like a big car accident it's not just going off to war it's things that happen in our day-to-day lives that really sit on our minds and create life-changing effects. Yeah. So being able to teach in a way that makes makes other people feel welcomed and safe is something um, I'm so glad I can do. Right. That's that's so important. So a, a lot of what you mentioned correlates so like so much to to my own mental thinking as well as to um, how movement is medicine. Mm-hmm. So I. I do. So if you heard me for any amount of time, I've I've tried to preach as much as possible that um, the routine itself honestly doesn't even matter. Like really for me, it's whatever whatever you call routine that allows you to move your body, um, you know, yoga, um, high intensity workouts, walking. I love walking. Walking is so mentally. Yeah. So as. Like I, I feel like a lot of what you spoke about in terms of dealing with day to day things, right? Like we all go through. Um, it won't solve all your problems. Like let's not let's not be naive about it. But it does make things a lot better. It, it's compared to not. It is. Um, it's one of the best things. And we speak a little bit about mod- modern medicine and how it's a beautiful thing mm-hmm. and how we've just sustained life mm-hmm. longer than humans are meant to live absolutely yeah um but the best medicine literally is activity like like i won't even get into the countless studies yeah it's just scientifically proven you know yourself and instinctively intuitively that that's the case yeah so yeah like whatever practice you you get yourself into um it's it's so funny how you speak about how like you got into it for maybe the physical aspect in the beginning but then you're staying because of the mental aspect yeah i feel like that's the case for so many activities right i think that's the case for so much movement and for so many people like i don't think that that is at all special to me or to you or to anyone else um you know you were saying how it doesn't fix your problems right but there's an interesting point that some of these movement practices, right, they get our bodies moving, they get this, the chemicals in our mind flowing in, let's say, like a healthier, better way. And we start to shed these mental layers that we build up over the years, right? We build them up to keep us safe. Yeah. 
you got to be a little tougher for your job. You got to be a little tougher because you went through heartbreak. You have a loss in your life. Like this is just human life. Yeah. And we build up all these layers and then you start moving yeah. and you start releasing and you're like, you're coming back to your most authentic self. And someone said something to me like, oh, you know, but I feel like all my friends who do yoga, like they change. They didn't change. They just got more more authentic in who they actually are right yeah. so um i think like even me take like i take walks a lot when i can it clears my mind i'm moving my body my body feels good and my mind feels like it's literally shedding things it does not need anymore because my mind is moving my body's moving and they're sort of working in tandem and um you know when i came here to f45 herricks um, I used to work out at New York Sports Club for a really, really long time prior to COVID. I went to SLT, which is Pilates Reformer, um, done a lot of different types of movement. And with COVID, those communities just went away. And after meeting my boyfriend during 2020 coming out here, I felt like I felt like a heaviness on me at some point. And I couldn't figure out what it was. I just didn't feel like me. Right. Nothing was bad in my life, but something felt different. Like there's this disconnect between 2019 Morgan and like, let's say 2021 Morgan. When I started coming here, I was excited to be here. Like I left happier than when I got here. There was community and socialization. I was moving my body, people making jokes, talking to me, caring about, hey, like, is there a reason, you know, you're not lifting as much as you normally do? Like I felt seen and it became apparent to me that the thing that was missing from my life was regular routine and movement and activity. Um, and unfortunately, due to COVID, a lot of those businesses that I had previously really felt at home in had not reopened. Right. So finding you guys was, I mean, like I can't even put it into words how much it meant for me because, you know, my friendships changed in COVID. I got divorced right before COVID. So my whole life was really in this sort of turning point right. and not having that outlet of movement, fitness, mental health. I didn't realize the impact it was having on myself. Yeah. I wasn't as happy, right? I didn't recognize myself in 2021 in a sense. Um, so being able to come here, yes, it's a workout. I feel good. Uh, hopefully, you know, it makes me look good, but at the same time, like I'm happier being surrounded by like-minded people who are willing to support me and clap for me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like when I do we my do that a lot. Yes. <laughs> and it, it really does make a difference. And I think the yoga community, and I, I think that's what attracted me here was my first time here. Takia is sitting with me, talking to me. She tells me she's a registered yoga teacher. And I figured out right away, you guys have a community aspect, which is big in yoga. Like in yoga, like you are welcomed. doesn't matter if it's your first time or your 500th time at that studio. You are welcomed and wanted there. And people build really, really deep friendships in yoga. Some of my best friends I met at the yoga studio. Wow. Some are teachers, some are just students. But like I can think of five off the top of my head that are like family to me. I met them not in high school, not in college. I met them in the yoga studio. So yeah. coming here reminded me of that. And it's really felt very community based in the sense that we're all here not to just build our muscles, not to just get fast. But we're here to just better ourselves inside and outside. Yeah, absolutely. So when you when you speak about um, that community aspect that has been so important to you, so if we if we were to peel back the onion a little mm -hmm. bit and just dig a little bit more into the aspects of community that are helpful, mm -hmm. um, 
the the ones that are genuine, if mm-hmm. you will, right? And versus the ones that are more superficial. Mm-hmm. What is more important to you specifically? Like what 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 kind of kept you here, right? Because like yeah. you said, you live a far far <laughs> yeah. ways away. Yeah, I mean, my boyfriend keeps me here. That yeah. definitely helps. Yeah. Um, I'm all, and every time we get into a fight, I'm like, oh, we can't break up because I can't <laughs> lose I can't lose that 45 Eric's. <laughs> Seriously, and I've and listen to be transparent, I've gone to other locations and it's it. Yeah. I want to like them. Like I go in with like such like a an open mind and I just never feel the same way as I do here. Um, I think when you are welcomed somewhere, you're welcomed as you are and you're not expected to fit into a specific mold or box. And when I've gone to other F45 locations, I've been told, oh, that's not how we do it or that's not how you do it. Instead of saying, oh, why are you, what's going on? Why are you modifying? Is something hurting? How can I help you? Here's another modification in case you want to do it this way. You know, no one sat with me and said, what brings you here? What's your history with movement? Nobody in the other locations even knows not only that I'm a yoga teacher, but I was a certified NASM personal trainer for many years, National Academy of Sports Medicine. And I worked at New York sports clubs as a group exercise instructor and a personal trainer. So I know the body and anatomy really well. I also teach anatomy in yoga teacher trainings. Like I teach yoga, aspiring yoga teachers about anatomy and movement. So I know myself pretty well. And I know that I also get into a mode of like, I'm a little bit scared to get hurt, so I don't want to push it. And that's the other reason. When I'm here, I know that the coaches know me well enough because they've taken the time to get to know me where they can say, let's go a little heavier. I know you can do this. How does it feel? What's that? Does that feel like a good place to be? Like there's a conversation versus saying, this is how we do it and you should go heavier. Hmm. Um, I have I used to do acro yoga, which is acrobatic yoga. And uh, I my I once fell, landed really weird on my foot and my foot was in a boot for a while. I had a sprain and that leg is always just like not. It's just not the way it was prior to that fall. Yeah. It's fine. It's not really an injury. It's just like one of those things where, you know, your body gets a little unbalanced. Yeah. And so I'm weaker on that one side with that foot. I just feel it in my leg. I always can't go as like heavy or as long on that one side. And here people will say like, is everything okay? Anything I could do to help? It looks like you're, you know, having a harder time. The other locations is just, oh, no, no, you're supposed to jump up on that. I'm like, well, I can't jump up on that as long on that side nobody asks why yeah. right so like when when i'm teaching a yoga class i want my students to feel like i see them as individuals not just a group of faces staring at me i see each person and i see them in the fact that they have you know authentic things about them that make them different yeah. and i think i get that when i come here i feel like every person is seen as an individual but also seen that as a community we're stronger together right, right? and and i think that that's huge in movement and fitness because sometimes you feel insecure in these situations. I mean, I couldn't box jump until like three weeks ago, four weeks ago. Shout out for the first <laughs> box jump, by the way. Shout out to Coach Callum because yeah. he's the one who helped me do it. Um, my point, like I'm, I just turned 37 and I was like, I'm never going to be able to box jump. And I got it done because you guys are so great. And you, Coach Callum was willing to take the time and be like, how do we figure this out for you? Right. Mm. I'm not the other person. I'm not the person behind them. Like I'm my own person. And so that's what I always felt in yoga. And that's what I felt here very quickly. And I think that vibe, um, I think that vibe is really strong here because everyone I talk to and I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I love coming here. I don't really have friends out here. It's so social. They're like, oh, yeah, 
I made a bunch of friends here. Yeah, I, I don't have friends here either. Like there's we have more in common than we all realize. Right. Once we start talking, we all realize we actually have a lot of similarities um, besides just wanting to like hit our, you know, hit the points on Lionheart. Yeah. So I, I love that you, you say um, that specifically because it is a group fitness environment. So community is super important, right? But you are your own person. Mm-hmm. So it is... It's been always a task, top priority for me and the team as well to just make sure that to your point that you are seen and heard. Yeah. Um, you know, even if we can't specifically get you to your goal as quickly you may want to. Mm-hmm. Right. Because obviously you would have preferred that box jump maybe like a year ago. Absolutely. But there is a there's a progress. There is a pace. There's a cadence for all of this. There's a Absolutely. reason. There's a reason why. You found us when you found us. There's a reason why you got that first box jump when you got the first box jump. Yes. I was going to say, like, it took me a certain amount of time to even understand mentally that I could do that. You know, before, like, at at first, it's like, wow, those girls who look like me and are my height, so cool that they could box jump. I'm not like them. And then after more time and confidence building, it's like, huh, how cool would it be if I could box jump, right? And you get through that, that sort of path of, all right, now I'm going to think about it. What would it be like? You know, and, and until you build up the confidence of saying, you know what, I'm, I got to do this. Like I have to at least try it. And, and being in a place like this, I think really helps you get there naturally yeah. versus feeling like we're all competing. And if I don't do it, I'm doing something wrong. Um, it felt like a really natural path of, no, I'm strong enough. I'm confident enough. And I can actually ask someone for help. Right. Yeah. Like that's hard to do in life. Like no one likes yeah, yeah. asking for exactly. help yeah. ever. I mean, I, I moved apartments a few months ago. And my boyfriend's like, I'll come and help. I'm like, no, I could do it by myself. No, I can't. I'm like a hundred pounds. I am, I, I am. I am. I fall victim to that. A lot, yeah. So I know exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's something that also, right. We're shedding that layer when we're here, that layer of I could do it by myself. No, you don't have to do it by yourself. There's a coach here to help you. There's a coach to support you through it. And it doesn't make you any weaker doesn't make you less of a, a confident, strong person. It yeah. just makes you more human. And actually, I think it takes a lot of courage to ask for help. Yeah, I want. I wanted to definitely just focus a little bit more on that aspect because throughout all of this journey that we've seen you go through, yeah. obviously you're still on your path. Yeah. Um, I would say just from observing, yeah, you were capable, like physically of doing it months ago but yeah. more importantly for you like like you had mentioned the, the mental aspect is is the most important part mm-hmm. for most people it wouldn't have mattered if i told you three months ago you were ready it wouldn't have mattered right even even though like physically from the way your muscles contracted to the way your joints moved i knew it was possible mm-hmm. unless and until you told yourself that this was the time to do so like you are your own advocate, right? Yes. We're just here as guides, basically. Yeah. So a lot of what you speak to in terms of um, your yoga practice, tra- translating to helping others as well, mm-hmm. I feel like it just it just rings very very like deep and true to me because um, you're kind of doing the same thing for for people who are just first class, five hundredth yoga mm-hmm. class. You're still doing the same thing for them, right? Just always trying to nudge them a little bit along in that path yeah um, like moving in the right direction yeah that that you feel they are capable of 
mean in the meantime as as well to just allow them the the room to operate as they absolutely i feel like we are not given the room to operate a lot in life there's usually a path laid out in front of us and we didn't get to pick that path our parents picked it their their parents picked it right it's like generational my path went way off course when I got divorced. Like no one in my family is divorced. And I'm not against it, clearly, but it was never something that seemed possible in my head, even when I was unhappy in my marriage. It was like, yeah. I don't, I didn't feel like I ever had the room to veer off that path. Once I did, I was like, oh wow, look, I'm still here. I'm still okay, I'm still thriving, right? Yeah. And so I think when you come to a space like this and other types of spaces, maybe like a yoga studio, I know for me as the teacher, giving my students that opportunity to like get comfortable with their uncomfortable thoughts is really important because being uncomfortable is just part of the human experience. And so much, so much of our society is like, don't do that. Don't feel that way. Don't express that. Just, you know, even for me, and this is something my boyfriend and I talk about a lot. I don't express anger a lot. Like maybe it's how I was raised. Maybe it's my personality, but like I swallow things that make me angry and they just sit on me. My boyfriend is a little bit more vocal. He'll he'll tell you no problem if something's bothering him. Yeah. And he gets it out. I just hold on to it. So when I'm teaching, I always try and use my words to let my students know that whatever they're feeling is okay. They're feeling it because they need to feel it. If an uncomfortable thought is coming up, let it come up. Let it marinate. And then let's figure out how to release it versus pushing it back down. And I feel like in this setting you've created a space that does something very similar, right? You don't have to necessarily say it, but I came in here after COVID really, you know, started to die down, having not worked out in a long time, feeling disconnected from my body, feeling two years older and be like, where did these two years go? Like, how am I, you know, a certain age now? Um, And, but I was given the space. I was given the space to try different paths. You know, I was given the space to not be so confident for a while and that was okay and I was still welcomed. Um, And as you said, you saw something that I could do physically before I realized it. But by being the the teacher, you knew it was to my best interest for me to get that confidence and want to do it myself versus you trying to push me. Yeah, instead of me forcing you, you might have never... Right. I might have set you back even longer than right. than would have been if you had just explored your own path. Absolutely. And you yeah. know what? I always find that the journey to get to that point is so much more important than the actual end goal. Right. And even in yoga, a lot of my students and myself included, we practice certain types of movements because we just want to nail them. You know, and I remember when I was early on in my teaching, practicing a very specific pose at home a lot. I'm like, I have to do this pose. I'm gonna, I got to get it. And once I got it, I was like, and now what? Like, what do I do now? I did it, right? You can't keep doing this all day. And I learned in that moment through my real experience, the journey was way more important. The dedication I put into doing it, the the practicing when I was too tired, the, you know, researching on the different modifications for it, that journey of the mental work was way more important than bringing my foot to my head at the end of the day. And I think it's the same thing here. I'm so happy I finally could box jump. I actually did it on the middle setting a few weeks ago. Oh, right, One time, one time, I gotta try it again. (laughs) But um, that journey of learning through through the supportive atmosphere and the coaches that like I could do that is a way bigger accomplishment than actually jumping up on the box, right? Because that's gonna stay with me. Because now you can even extrapolate that out to other things. 
because oh, you start yeah. you start to build can do's instead mm-hmm. of can't do's. Yep. So the next time you run into an obstacle or something that's super challenging, yeah, it's still it'll still be challenging, no yeah. doubt. But your mind goes to a place where it starts to form- formulate solutions a little bit quicker yeah. than otherwise. Than just saying that, oh, I, I, there's no way I can do that. You, you might, you, you might pause a little while and go, hmm, and just start to think, yeah, like what, what if, right? What if? Right. What if? And and that thought has helped me change careers and like my nine to five job. It helped right. me have the courage to get divorced and restart. It helped me have the courage to like buy my own place. There, you know, that can do attitude absolutely follows you outside of any sort of fitness studio and into your life where you become your best advocate, right? And um, I don't think a lot of us are taught how to advocate for ourselves as children. We're just, we rely on our parents, which is if you've got good parents, you don't have to worry, right? Yeah. But you're also an individual and your parents don't like own you and your personality blooms as you get older. So it didn't hit me until I was like out of college. I need to do this for myself. Like if I want something, I just have to have it. I got to get it my my way. I got to do whatever I got to do. And whether that's in fitness or in my career, um, I've had, you know, two dogs under my care at one time, which is not always easy. Like things that I just knew would bring me happiness or make me feel successful. Like I have to be the one to advocate for myself or it's, it's just probably always going to be a no. Right. Right. Yeah. Making, making and doing difficult things. Um, that's how progress is made usually. Like if you, if you just stay, so if you just continuously stay in your comfort zone, things probably don't change for the better, at least from my, my experience. I would agree. I was looking up, I want to make sure I use this person's name properly. Uh, when I quote her Glennon Doyle, she wrote, writes a bunch of books, her, um, She's had some popular books in the last few years, but Glennon Doyle, her slogan is we can do hard things. Hmm. And that's like her slogan hmm. to like her followers, her fans. And it, I mean, that always resonated with me. I can do hard things. Whenever like the world or my life feels like it's kind of beating me down a little bit. Like even recently, I had some like, I wouldn't say bad news at work, but I, I do a lot of work. I work hmm. a lot. Hmm. Um, I do a lot of freelance work, even outside of my regular job. And I lost these freelance jobs going into 2023. The budgets were cut. And a lot of my friends, my family, like, well, you have your full-time job. I'm like, all right, but I didn't work. Like I worked hard to get all of these jobs, right? All of these sources of income. I worked hard to get to that point. So at first I felt beaten down and I, it put me back mentally. And then I was like, I can do hard things. Guess what? I could find another freelance job. I could find two more freelance jobs. Right. I can make it all work. I just need to believe in myself and sit and be sort of like programmatic about how I how I problem solve instead of only letting my emotions take over. Because for a few days, I was just playing a victim in my head. Hmm. Why has this happened? Now I'm not going to have extra money for the holidays. And, you know, like just kind of spiraling. Yeah. And then I remembered like you got yourself here why you can get yourself back there again and i think it takes those experiences over and over to say i've been here i problem solved last time it should be even easier this time but but sometimes we do have to experience like i think sometimes we we forget that our experiences even the bad ones they actually do help shape us yeah it's important to like it's important to have gotten the like like you mentioned the experience to know that it's still possible but also 
like even to your point, right? You even knowing as much as you do now, you still fell back a little bit in that mental space mm-hmm. that wasn't completely healthy. Yeah. Um, but it's necessary. Yeah. Like you said, right. like it was necessary for you to to make sure that. And because of the tools that now that you have that you may not have had like maybe a decade ago, yeah, you were able to rebound from that in a way that is productive. And, and, yeah. And instead of a lot of what we see in society now is, um, you know, people run into obstacles, they run into challenges, and it kind of starts to spiral out of yeah. control, right? It starts off with a little something, yeah, and then it starts to whirlwind, and then, and then months down the road, or even sooner than that for some people, it just completely unrecognizable right so mm-hmm. and um you know fitness is a tool that we preach as a mechanism and again this is just a tool yeah right it helps with that because you know you're doing hard stuff in here every day exactly so and if you could do hard stuff here you can probably do hard stuff outside exactly here. and i feel like it's such a good way to introduce yourself to doing hard things i think a lot of people are more comfortable lifting really heavy weight and like pushing through than dealing with a really hard thought, yeah. right? Because that thought, it's like, it's just you and that thought. No one could hear it, so nobody could really support you. For If you're here lifting weights, trying something hard, you've got coaches, you've got community, everyone's supporting you. But when you go home at night and you've got that thought in your head, it's just you. And that could be really hard for people to want to say, I'm going to sit and deal with that. But I do think that being in fitness and doing some challenging things re- helps you realize um, unintentionally you can handle anything that's hard. And like when we did playoffs, like yeah. I've done the two playoffs, I was so nervous before the first one, but I also had like no standards for myself. Yeah. And I loved it. And then when I went to the second one, I was actually like hyping myself up to the point where I got nervous for the second one because now I had like a standard. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. But then as soon as it starts, you've got this community, you've got people cheering for you, rooting for you, you've got a coach with you. And I think one thing to remember is if you are someone who deals with some really hard, emotional thoughts and and maybe even things in your life you actually do have community and you do have people who care you just need to reach out and those people will help you and they'll surround you and they'll lift you up it's really hard to find that though when we keep those thoughts in our head you know and that that's what i i see in my yoga teaching too is students who will come up to me after class and they're like wow it really felt like you were talking just to me like how did you know like what was going on i'm like because i'm human too because yeah. I experience the same thing you do. And as soon as they feel that way, they keep coming back because they recognize they're not alone in that discomfort. When we don't find community, it does feel very alone, right, mm-hmm. in our struggles. But then you meet other people and you're like, no, they're just like me. And even if my problem is different, my response might be the same as somebody else. Right. right? And I just want to give you props. I know Morgan's being very humble right now. This doesn't come naturally. She's done this a lot. So it takes it takes skill. It takes practice to mm-hmm. speak to someone in a way that makes them feel heard and yes. seen. So it's not so some people might be naturals, maybe. I haven't yeah. played yet. But generally it's a it's a learned skill where you are number one, you're actually listening and giving a damn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's pretty Active important. listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to actually listen to the person speaking yeah. to you. And then the words that come out of your mouth matters. Mm-hmm. The way that you direct your uh, your attention matters. And all those yeah. things connect to, like, it, if it doesn't land with the person, it doesn't land with the person, right? So it, yeah. it, it, does, it is something of skill. So I just want to make sure that you're giving proper oh, due. Oh, thank you. I yeah, appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I'm a very empathetic person. So, like, um, those who know me will know that, like, I 
saw a little bird in the shopping center that like couldn't fly away and I like brought it back home and my boyfriend was like what are you doing like this is like an, a wild bird I was like but it was in the rain and it was cold and, and like yeah. I found like a a sanctuary for it and this is these things ha- like I do these things I don't like seeing pain if I feel like I can help it and I think that makes me a good yoga teacher I think it makes me a good person but it also makes me someone where I'm okay creating these connections to other people it doesn't scare me to hear someone's pain right because if I could help I want to help like I I teach yoga because I like being in service to people and I think that in a lot of fitness we don't get that vibe but here we do like the coaches are in service to us not in service like we work for you in service of we're here to support you Mm -hmm. right and and that's that's why I teach yoga at all I want to be in service to other humans I think we all live pretty like rough lives when you think about it sometimes lots of pressure lots of stress so if I could provide a space where they feel like they get to come back to themselves a little bit more then I feel like I might not be written about in the history books, but someone will feel like I made a difference in their day a little bit, you know? Yeah. And before we leave off, I'm just going to end with this little tidbit. Let let us all be a little bit more in service of our community. Yeah, I Just agree. in small little ways on a daily basis. Um, it'll make a world a better place, I feel. I, I think those little actions can have very big ripples, for yeah. sure. Yes. Um, so before we end the episode... Uh, Morgan, mm-hmm. I always do this. So okay. uh, a couple of rapid Q&A. Some of them will be just simple things so we can learn a little bit more about you. Mm-hmm. Some of it is going to be slightly uncomfortable. But <laughs> okay. uh, first thing that comes to mind, all right? Okay. All right, now that the heavy stuff is out of the way, this is going to be the fun stuff. Um, this is going to be the same as before. What's your favorite food? My favorite food? Oh, my gosh. My mom's homemade matzo ball soup. Oh, cool <laughs> only only hers or just no specifically hers yeah. okay oh there we go yeah um what is your favorite drink alcoholic or non-alcoholic dunkin donuts green tea iced oh cool <laughs> um what is your favorite tv show at the moment oh, or gosh. streaming show okay at the moment yellowstone oh what is that? I don't know what that is. Oh, my gosh. Well, we can talk later because that'll be a whole other episode. Oh, okay. It's great. It's great. <laughs> All right. Um, wh- where, where do you find it? So that Peacock. Okay, cool. Um, what is your ideal day look like? Um, let's just say currently. What, what, what? Ideally yeah. or what's real? No, ideal. Ideal, ideal would yeah, be yeah. like waking up without any sort of uh, – I'm not a morning person. Okay. So let's just say I would wake up when my body is ready to wake up. Yep. I get to spend 20 minutes laying in bed with my dogs, cuddling, uh, scrolling aimlessly on my phone, um, a walk outside, followed by really good breakfast. I love breakfast food. Okay. Love it. So really good breakfast. Uh, some fitness, workout early in the day. Um, maybe just like some errands, you know, like get my Dunkin' Donuts iced tea. Uh, just kind of like doing some things and then teaching a yoga class and then spending some time also writing. I'm a writer in my, my nine yeah. to five. Yeah. Uh, I don't always write about the things I want to write about, but in my ideal world, I would write books. So I would spend some time writing in my ideal day. If you got a book deal today, what would you write about? It would definitely be a fictional story. Um, I actually started something like two or three years ago. I only have like 15 pages of it, but it's a little bit. Not of, only Morgan, you have 15. <laughs> pages. I have 15 pages. Uh, it's like a a mystery. It started out as a. Oh, mystery. I was gonna ask romantic or mystery. I mystery, guess mystery. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, are you a horror movie kind of gal? 
Mm, I'm going to go with no. No? Scared yeah. or just not interested? I get scared very easily. Pop outs, things that pop out unexpectedly. Yeah. It's like I could feel my heart bracing for it. Oh, so you're not a Halloween kind of haunted house kind of? No, I went through one one haunted house in what I would call probably a haunted ex-relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. <laughs> to be honest and it was like i was yeah. i was like i just remember keeping my eyes as closed as possible and just moving really fast through it like i was not that's not my ideal setting at all all right i, I got gotcha. you yeah. um i i've always i've always asked this as well so apple pie or pumpkin pie apple um homemade or pre, pre uh, whatever tastes better okay yeah um do you have a spicy food that you will that you have tried before and it was like too much for you. I can barely handle any spice. Oh, you don't eat. I've got like, I don't know if this is appropriate, like white person taste buds. <laughs> like I can't. Hey, it's, I can't. Just, it's a safe space, Morgan. <laughs> you say you can say whatever you want here. I really, I don't dislike the taste. Yeah. My like digestive system cannot handle spice. Okay. And I don't like when my mouth is so hot, I can't taste the food then. Okay. I got so you. So I prefer, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What is your favorite vacation spot? Ooh, um, it's not exotic whatsoever, but there's two places. San Diego, oh. cannot get enough of it. Oh. And upstate New York, a little town called Aurora, New York, uh, is absolutely one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. Oh, well, when we have time later, I'll tell you about San Diego. It's a fun oh, fact yeah? I have. Yeah, yeah I yeah. love San Diego. Um, what is, so you spoke a little bit about books before. Mm-hmm. What is your f- uh, favorite book that you would recommend to me right now? Oh, okay, I've got two. Okay. They're both memoirs. Okay. One is called The Color of Water by James McBride. Okay. It's about um, a boy whose mom is white, his father's black. The mother really uh, is, is prefers the black community. She likes the way they sort of accept everybody. Um, and it's his journey through life having sort of these two different types of cultures raising him in a black neighborhood. It's okay. a beautiful story. Okay. And it's like an ode to his mother. Okay. Um, and then the other one is called Dog Medicine. It's a memoir about a, a girl right out of college facing really, really intense depression. Her parents got her a golden retriever puppy. She found out he actually was kind of sick and it gave her the a will to want to say, like, I got to get this dog better. And throughout the journey of getting him better, she healed herself. Oh, and wow. it was dog medicine. And I'm a huge obsessed dog lover. Like me and my boyfriend have three dogs together. They're all oh. humongous and amazing. And um, uh, I do believe dogs are medicine and okay. sent to us from somewhere better than your earth. Yeah. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I will definitely add those to my list. Yes. Yeah. All right. So last question. Would you rather cardio or a strength session at F45? a saturday session oh, i like okay. the combo okay i cool. love the saturday classes i feel like superwoman by the end of them so and you are <laughs> um i appreciate you playing alone morgan i always leave the episodes off with a similar th- uh, vein of question so if you were to speak to a loved one mm-hmm. uh, someone you truly cared about mm-hmm. and they asked you for a piece of advice and they would absolutely take it if you offered what would you want to tell them? Ooh, that's heavy, Ty. <laughs> um, I would tell them that oh, I'm like thinking of one person, but I don't want to like say something that would, you know, make it so obvious. Um, I would say you are stronger than you believe yourself to be. And if you take the steps 
to prove that to yourself, it'll be easier than you think. That's beautiful, Morgan. That's Thank you so much for spending time with me. Thank you for having me. All right, ladies and gents, this is another episode of the Talking Up Fitness Podcast. We'll catch you in the next one. Bye. <laughs>